Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome, Housewives of True Crime. You only hear Tab because Gretchy is under the weather and we had to switch things up today a little bit. I had originally dropped an episode this morning before I listened to it and it was really awful. We tried to record on location and Gretchen was in the car in Colorado and it sounded like she was in another universe. So I thought it was 
too hard to listen to. So what I decided to do is put a Patreon episode from back in May of 2020. It's called Tiger Kings. It's about Siegfried and Roy. If you are a Patreon member already, thank you for listening to this one twice. If you are not a Patreon member and you like bonus crimes, we do an extra bonus crime every month. Plus every week we just do a fun episode and that's patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. Hopefully Gretchy gets better super quickly and we'll be back to our regular scheduled program next week. And for Patreon this week, she'll be, she'll be there. Had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. My husband overprogrammed us, so we did a million things. We had some friends and family in town, and so we did Disney on Ice, and we went to this Enchant in Dallas. I think they have it in a couple different places in the United States, but this year they moved it from Arlington to Dallas, and it was awesome. Way better at the Dallas Fair complex. It was well worth it. My kids have decided that they are fanatics of ice skating. And so now we have to start ice skating lessons, which is just one more thing on my plate that I really don't have time for. And we had a bunch of people in town, a bunch of friends, and now we're kind of just trying to lay low. Although you guys, how hard was it to wake up this morning and take your kids to school? Because It was really hard for me. I did not want to make the lunches and the traffic was bananas, way worse than normal, but we all made it. I just was one minute late. That's it. That's all. I don't even think that deserves a tardy. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's called Tiger Kings. And how could you not enjoy that? Also, I saw Tiger King part two or something is coming out or it is out cannot wait to check that out also. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. Clink, clink. This week's bonus is an investigation into Tiger Kings before Tiger King. Oh, Tiger Kings. Multiple. Siegfried and Roy. None other. Oh, my God. Okay, my grandma yeah. loved them, went to oh Vegas to People see them. were devoted. Uh-huh. They were. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I kind of wish I would have seen the show. I do, too. And he just died of COVID, right? Yeah, that's what brought it to my attention. Yeah. Yeah. Roy died. Complications of COVID. He was 75 years old. Is that old? My, my mother-in-law is 75, and I feel like she's just... Like a 20-year-old. Well, it's old considering he's had a massive stroke and, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. brain injury and everything, I think. You know. He really got the short end of the stick, man. He really did. It was a good run, though. Okay. I can't, me, I can't wait to hear more. About it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when he passed away, it, I went down a rabbit hole. I watched some. You can go on YouTube and watch clips of their old show and stuff like that. Okay. And it made me wonder, what is so different about Siegfried and Roy? They're like beloved versus Joe Exotic. Yeah. Right? Well, I'll tell you what. Carol Baskin doesn't think anything. Oh, she thinks Carol Baskin. they're the same. Oh, she thinks they're the same. Yeah. And I also got to thinking, what really happened? 
Mm-hmm. In the words of Chris Rock, when that tiger went tiger. Right. That is like, yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know. It falls out of my memory, my brain. Okay. And I also got to thinking, Gretchen, what happened to all those tigers that were in the show? Well, wasn't it just two? Oh, no, 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 no. Many, many tigers. So I'm going to answer those. I'm going to answer all those questions for you. I can't wait. Okay. Okay. Siegfried and Roy met on a cruise ship when they were both young men. The story goes, Siegfried was a magician and Roy fancied himself an animal trainer on account of he smuggled a cheetah into his cabin. On the cruise? Okay. Yeah. Holy bananas. Yeah. And the two put it together. Boom. They had a magic deck oh. like no other. Oh okay. Yeah. One thing I'm not going to get, I mean, they obviously they're real old, so they have a long history, so I'm not going to get like too into it, but that's basically where it started. One thing I did find worth noting when I was looking into them is that they both had really hard childhoods post-war Germany. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they didn't get a lot of love from their parents and they developed this connection with big cats. I mean, that's like very similar to Joe Exotic and some of those people that I found working at the zoo. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe if you're in a certain kind of situation and big cats come into your life. It gives you some sort of peace probably. Yeah. And it fills a void. Yeah, it does seem to fill a void, but animals in general do that. So you could also maybe deal with horses instead of... I was thinking horses. Yeah, instead of... Better. Yeah. Lions and tigers. equine therapy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so basically they take this show on the road with the cheetah. Over the years, they acquired more big cats, eventually buying a pair of white tigers, which they bred. Which, okay, Mm. side note, they bought them from the Cincinnati Zoo. It's like zoo. It's a business, dude. Okay. And and they're just like these two dudes with like a magic deck. Like, can you imagine calling up San Diego Zoo? Like, hey, I'll take a couple of, you know, manatees, pandas, whatever you got. No, I can't. Yeah, I would hope time has changed. And the two white tigers that they bought were father and daughter, and they bred them. Oh, God, please. Yeah. Okay, so shady. So apparently there is just tons of inbreeding with the white tigers, and I'll get more into that later. But so in 1989, they got their real big break, which was headlining at the Mirage in Vegas. I thought it was interesting to learn that like other shows at the time in Vegas, it wasn't PG. When their show started out, it was full of topless ladies. Really? And yeah, interesting, right? Well, it is also interesting because they're into dudes. Yeah. Although they have like a, like they never even really say that they are together. Mm -hmm. In fact, sometimes they call themselves brothers. And when they've been at, they've gotten a lot of criticism from, like, the gay community. Like, why don't you just say it? Yeah. But, you know. I think it's because they're old. And so they 
Because they're old and they come from the school of thought that it's like it could ruin their career. Yeah. Like, I mean, remember Barry Manilow didn't come out until he was like 75 and it's like, oh, shocker. Right. Yeah. Like everybody knows. Yeah, everybody knows. Okay. So they weren't interested in boobies for, you know, obvious reasons, (laughs) right? And so what kind of put them over the top for being so successful was because they were the first real family-friendly Vegas show. You know? Yeah. You could take your kids. Yeah. During their Vegas reign, they became the highest paid act going. The show was incredibly elaborate. It employed more than 250 people. They wore capes and looked kind of like knights. They wore like lifts in their shoes. So they were like four inches taller, like lifts and high heels. Wow. They're like, oh, yeah. It was the show is incredibly elaborate. They had fire, wild animals. They looked like knights. It was like this mythical, you know, production. But, you know, I mean, it looks real cheesy. But people loved it. It It's intoxicating. The show raked in $45 million a year and ran until 2003, until the incident. Which, you know, we'll get into it when the tiger went tiger. Yeah. Okay. They were Vegas fixtures. They had a sprawling seven-acre property called the Jungle Palace where tigers roamed free. Well, at least when they were having photo shoots. They also had a much larger ranch close by, and the animals in the show were transported back and forth from there every night. Like, so much work, right? The thing about this is, is Carol Baskin, I have to give her credit because she got me thinking about this. She raises the point that these tigers are not like potty trained, okay? And they shred everything up. So come on, they aren't really sleeping in bed with Siegfried and Roy and roaming around Yeah, this house. I mean, their like house is decorated so ornately. It's like Liberace-esque, I would say. I mean, I have got to just imagine that they probably weren't down with tiger pee on their $100,000 rugs. No. Right? So I agree with Carol Baskin. Like they put they put on a show when there's photographers there, but there's no effing way. Right. I mean, we talk a lot about animal pee, Tab and I do. This morning. I found lots of dog pee. I'm not having Can you imagine if it was tiger? No, just no, no, no. No, 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 no. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so Carol says that the cats were kept in some kind of warehouse, but I didn't find any evidence of that at all, including people that have since come out against them post-working for them. I never found that any of them said that the cats were kept in shitty conditions. So I'm not, I don't agree with that allegation, Carol. Carol. I don't know where she got that. They said other stuff was shitty. Like the cats were all in choke collars and had wires on them that prevent them from moving out of their poses on stage. Which 
when you look at the production, you could see how they would have done that because it's kind of like a tiered stage and all of the tigers are like in very specific places and they just stay there. And it's like, oh, of course, they're like, they're going to get shocked if they move, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, let me ask you this. Like, also, they're on stage and the audience is right there. So. Oh, yeah. They could potentially just like go batshit on a. Gone tiger. Yeah. Yeah, they had to. I mean, I'm sure Steve Wynn was not like, oh, yeah, I just want you to have tigers in the, you know. Right. Or somebody pulls out a hamburger or something and the tiger just goes a little crazy. Like there have to be some safety protocol, you know. Right. I mean, it's just not very nice for the tigers. Okay, so the incident. It happened in October 2003, one day after Roy turned 59. According to him, he had a stroke on stage and his tiger, Montecor, sensed it. And in an effort to save his life, he grabbed him by the neck like he would a cub and took him off stage. Mm-hmm. Did you know that, that that's what they say happened? I did know that they tried to come up with a story that was like, no, this tiger loved him so much that something happened medically and he, you know, was trying to save him. Oh, well, that was news to me. I don't buy it for a million years. No. Witnesses also disagree. And the doctors that treated Roy believe he had a stroke, but it was triggered by the tiger bite. There is a video of the attack, which could all put this to rest, right? But the Mirage has never released it. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing the account of what happened, according to a trainer that worked for them, is corroborated by audience members. And I can only imagine how traumatic it would have been to have been there that night. According to this guy, the trainer, Chris Lawrence, Roy fucked up. First off, the tiger was in a mood from the get, and he shouldn't have used him that night. But Roy had friends there. They were in town on account of his birthday, right? Mm -hmm. And he felt like this tiger monocore was more impressive because he's a lot bigger than some of the other tigers that they have. Okay. Next, he had a misstep that caused monocore to also miss his mark. So Roy tried to nudge him with his arm, and the tiger nipped at him. People saw this. Oh, yeah. I watched this before. Okay. Yeah. He says that the series of mishaps led to the tiger's confusion and rebellion that caused him to eventually just maul Roy. Audience members say... The nip and Roy struggling with the tiger and trying to distract him with the microphone, which Roy admits that he did. Like, try to redirect. The tiger was acting up and he tried to redirect his attention. So it doesn't really make sense that he was trying to do that. And then he also says that the tiger sensed him having a medical issue. Yeah, no, I... I remember I back when this happened, I was really interested in it, and I watched all the footage. Yeah. And it is. Like, he did. I think – I mean, you watched it, right? I mean, he – I yeah. think he was struggling with the tiger, and the tiger was like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. 
He was not in the mood. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I personally am leaning towards the trainer's story, not Roy's. Okay. From what I can tell, this guy, Chris Lawrence's story is not telling it for a money grab. He says that he came forward with his account of what happened because he only came forward with this a couple years ago that night because he was disappointed in the USDA investigation that followed. He says that the Mirage lawyers kept him from speaking to them. So they never, the USDA, he thinks, never really heard the truth, right? I mean, you got to imagine big casino, big lawyers, big money. Okay. Yeah. He says he has suffered from PTSD ever since and has become a suicidal alcoholic. Who? The trainer. trainer. Yes. Which seems like extra at first when you hear that. I mean, that's why I was like, I had to look into it a little more and be like, is this guy just looking for money? You know? Yeah. Until I consider the fact that it doesn't appear he's looking for money. And this is someone who went to school to work with animals and thought Siegfried and Roy were, you know, the coolest animal guys ever. And all of a sudden, you're faced with the reality that maybe all of it, everything that you have built your life around in regards to the animals in captivity is wrong. And then... You want to do something about it. You want to like, you have this epiphany and you want to get it off your chest and maybe protect people in the future. And you're told by big casino lawyers to shut up and go away. Mm -hmm. You know, I can kind of, I can kind of see it. Yeah. Like he lost his identity, you know? I mean, and he's probably like a fragile person, like all the Joe Exotic workers, you know, that all came to this for, you know. Right. A variety of reasons. Okay, so yeah, there was an investigation by the USDA, but it didn't really result in anything that affected the show because the show was over. Roy had a long road to recovery, and he was never the same. Ten years after the incident, Siegfried and Roy did a 10-minute version of their show to raise money for brain research as a way for them to say... You know, it was also a way for them to say goodbye on the stage. You can watch a video of this. It is painful to watch. And do they have tigers? Yeah, they have tigers. Roy can barely move. I mean, he requires assistance. You know, somebody's got to be like holding his arm typically when he's walking around. Yeah. And he used to swing across the stage with by one arm holding a rope. Like Tarzan? Yeah, so imagine it's like watching somebody like that come back except for their, I don't know. I mean, I just felt it was. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. 
Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language, so I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay the our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership that's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today really sad yeah so one thing about that night where they did this performance that people I mean people were really like there was not a dry eye in the house. People were like intoxicated by it. They loved it, even though it was only 10 minutes. And I'm like, really, you paid all this money to go and it was only 10 minutes and you're like gushing over it. Yeah. But anyways, they claimed that they used the tiger Montecor that night because he's such a lifesaver and beloved by them. And they wanted to, you know, show that they have complete faith in their animals. Well, this Chris Lawrence trainer and others disagree. It was not the same tiger. Nice try. Yeah, right. They're like, oh, here's Monocor. <laughs> yeah. Just like every uh, whale at SeaWorld is Shamu. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what does our friend Carol Baskin think? She thinks it's all bullshit. She posted an article on Big Cat Rescue after 2020 did a story about Siegfried and Roy through the years. She says she was hoping that the 2020 episode would expose their lies, but ended up being a shallow tribute to them. So it's no secret, you know, she hates them. Mm -hmm. And she hates the ideologic image of tigers that they perpetuate. She has some good points, like the inbreeding of white tigers, which was actually mentioned in the special. They all come from one cat. Like, not that long ago. All of them. All of them. There was one cat from India with a genetic mutation. I mean, it's just like, it's not a different species of tiger. Like, they kind of spew. Like, the, they are 
endangered in the wild. It's like, it's like how there is one in a hundred thousand people are like albino. It's just a mutation in the genes. Right. But we're all, you know, it's not a different species of person. Okay. So what I found was that all these white tigers in sanctuaries have deformities and health problems. And so it's, since we all know about how like big cat trade, you know, works because because we all watch Tiger King, that these tigers were just, a lot of them probably didn't make the cut. And the ones that are in the sanctuaries were just lucky enough to be rehomed, right? Because they just keep on breeding them. And the other ones are euthanized. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. She also makes some allegations, you know, back to her warehouse allegations, because they have so many tigers that she says they wouldn't be able to use them after the age of like five. Why? Because they're just not, they become like really stubborn and they're not trainable. But like I said before, I actually, I didn't find anything that agreed with that statement of hers. I think they really did have this ranch, but I mean, maybe there's some shady business going on because they did do cub petting in the audience. Only a couple of audience members got to hold them. But I mean, that was like something that they did. So they had tiger cubs like. Regularly. Because they grow fast. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no way that tigers are roaming free in your yard. Oh, there is no way. That is total bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. She did point out that in the 2020 episode, they acknowledged that they bred white tigers until 2015. So I, you know, looked for that when I watched the episode. But their show ended in 2003. So she does have a point there. Like, why did they continue to breed these tigers? For money. Like, there's, yeah, that's shady. Yeah, it has to all be for money. Yeah. So they actually got away with breeding white tigers for four years longer than most because they were not part of the American Zoological Association, which banned all of its members from breeding white tigers and white lions in 2011 on account of all the inbreeding and stuff that comes from them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they just scooted around that little law. Okay, so, you know, Carol likes to throw shade. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she did. You got to throw it to not get it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Deflection. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, she kills me. Okay. She threw some shade saying that the woman that 2020 interviewed to explain why the end of Siegfried and Roy is all right with her and other big cat activists was someone she's never even heard of. And she did all right for the two minutes she spoke. <laughs> oh, she wanted to be on 2020. <laughs> yeah, totally. This made me wonder, okay, okay, Carol, who is this woman you have never heard of? Well, Carol, she's kind of a big deal. She runs the Turpentine Animal Sanctuary in Arkansas, and they've been around since 1978. The Turpentine Sanctuary looks much cooler than Carol's. I'll tell you that. And their website is much more impressive than Big Cat Rescues, (laughs) additionally. Okay. 
and you can visit it for 25 bucks. And you can even sleep there in a tent cabin for 125. Wow. If you would like to sleep and wake up to the smell of tiger pee. No, thanks. No, thanks. Okay. But they are just like Carol. They don't do any animal handling and they don't breed them. They just rescue them. So I'm like, Carol, get over yourself. You are on the same team. Okay. Maybe, Carol, here's a little advice. If you didn't dress so extra with all the animal prints and the flowers in your hair and shit, 2020 would have called you. Yeah. That, Just saying. You know, that doesn't look good on television. They don't like that. No. And you look like this a crazy woman, person. Yeah, you look like a loon. You look like a freaking loon. <laughs> this woman wore like one of those, you know, like khaki zookeeper outfits. That's what they mm-hmm. want. Professional. Yes. Like the uh, crocodile hunter. Yeah. Like his daughter. Rest in, been, rest in peace. Oh, yeah, for sure. But his daughter also took up like after him and she dresses in the khakis and oh, bindi. Bindi. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So back to why would the Mirage still keep tigers around? Okay. They have a secret garden encounter that you can walk through still. That is home to what appears to be many of the white tigers from the show. I mean, maybe that's why they kept breeding them. I went there. Making money off that. Yeah, I feel like I've been there too. I think maybe we were together. Most of my Vegas experiences are kind of a blur. Which is really surprising since you remember everything. Well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But I I do feel like we've been there. I think we have. There's like a big glass thing. I remember it. Yeah. Well, the big draw to it now is not really the tigers even anymore. It's the dolphin habitat. They added to it. You For $400, you can swim with the dolphins there. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. I think that's pretty bananas and it should probably go away. I can't even believe they still do that. I know. I mean, it's probably on the outs, right? Well, I don't know. I was in Arizona this weekend, and let me tell you something. People can ride in the back of a pickup truck. Like, no problem. No, like, it's like a thing, Yeah. right? Everybody does it. And to me, it's so foreign. I'm like, whoa, I feel like I'm in a different country here. I know, but I mean, yeah. There's just... But everybody's getting wise to animal, you know... Injustice. Well, you would have thought that they would have got wise to seatbelts, you know, I don't know, 40 years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So keeping an animal in a swimming pool or wearing your seatbelt both seem very logical like things like don't keep animals in swimming pools and always wear your seatbelt. Yeah. It just seems like dolphins are such intelligent animals and this is just crazy. They're not there for our amusement. They are in the wild when you're on a boat and you see them and they're like doing tricks for you and you're like, holy shit, that's amazing. I've with them. I've been in large pods. It's pretty, you can go see them and enjoy them in the wild. That's where you should do it. Yeah. Because they are, they will do those things for you in the wild. In the wild. Yeah. Yeah. They will, in captivity, they will, they can get real frisky. Because they're depressed. Crazy. Yeah, because they're depressed and they're like sexually frustrated and stuff. And, you know, there's like incidents where they've like pinned people down underwater. 
you know, they go dolphin. Okay. So I don't recommend the swimming with the dolphins. Even Siegfried, they asked him about, you know, do you think you could have started your show in today's climate? And he said, no way. No way. Like they could never, it would never, you know, they were lucky they got their moment. Because the world is changing, which is good. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think there's any naked lady shows in Vegas anymore. Maybe like one, right? Gosh, there's got to be. Come on. Is there one? What do you mean? Like on the strip? I mean, when we started going, yeah. I mean, when we started going to Vegas, I know it was like, I think Bally's still had like a the topless show. Oh, like with can-can type of like. Yeah. But I, I don't, don't think, know. I don't think there's any of those left. I know there's Thunder Down Under. That's oh. the oh, naked yeah, guys. That's a big thing. I mean, it's a big. Oh, yeah. it's a- oh well, there's lots of sexy <laughs> strip shows with girls. I went to one one time that was like J Lo's ex husband Chris Judd. Oh yeah, was the choreographer, and they like came out on a bed in lingerie and danced around. It was that's hot. Really fucking lame. I was I was not impressed. <laughs> not impressed. <laughs> I no. I went to the Thunder Down Under, and oh, had a good time. It's really funny. I think those shows. Yeah, are I real think it funny. would be funny. I watched it on like a clip of uh, Vinny doing it on Jersey Shore. Oh my god, it's hilarious it when you're funny. there. Yeah, yeah. It's not like oh my god. I don't know. I assume when guys go to strip clubs, they get like off on it. I don't think that women typically get off on going to a Thunder Down Under, but I could totally be wrong. No. I think there's maybe two different. I think it's a different. very small percentage. Yeah. 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 So, but there's definitely naked lady strip clubs in Vegas. Oh, my God. Many. And I've been to them. <laughs> okay. You're outing yourself. <laughs> the cheetah. <laughs> the cheetah. cheetah. <laughs> there's the one that has the, the guys on the upper floor and the girls on the bottom floor. I feel like we've been to one together. I think that one maybe where it yeah. was like. You get a little of both if you want it. Yeah, whatever. You know, all I dream of now that we're in, like, quarantine is, like, going to, like, Vegas and just sitting in front of a slot machine. I don't care about any of the shows. Just having somebody bring me cocktails. (laughs) With their mask and gloves on. Yeah, so I'm not going for a while. (laughs) I think that Vegas is going to open and people aren't going to give two shits about wearing gloves or a mask or I don't think so either. anything because what I saw this weekend in Arizona, nobody cares. Nobody's, they don't care. It's just, yeah, they it's don't free care. for all. Yeah. Mass gatherings. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. And Nevada is Arizona adjacent. Did you know? I did know. And know. I'm pretty good at that. Um, at least the western part of the United States geography. Oh, good on you. And good so, you. Uh, yes, I did know. And I think that it's the same. I mean, there'll probably be some people with masks and they'll be like me. I was the only one going into the store in Arizona with a mask on. But I also feel like I'm the only one coming out of Arizona without COVID. So, yeah. <laughs> and good Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so in conclusion, Montecor, the tiger, died in 2014. Wow, he lived a long time. Yeah, 
Rest in peace, Mondacore. They didn't want to euthanize Mondacore because they were like, no, he just did that. No, that would have gone against their story. Yeah. And, I mean, like we said, Roy just died May 8th. He was cremated and Siegfried kept his ashes. He was 75. Rest in peace, Roy. Yeah, rest in peace. And how old is Siegfried? I'm guessing he's, I don't know exactly, but I'm guessing he's right around the same age. He's looking good. I mean... They were in really good shape. Oh, my gosh. Remember? They performed that show. They cut back. I mean, he had just turned 59, and they cut back to only doing eight shows a week. That's a lot. Dude, that is a lot. And they are jumping and swinging. I mean, it's extremely active. They were totally Vegas people, too, because they all had, like, the greatest tans. Oh, yeah. Still does. Yeah. Which reminds me, I need to start putting on the Jergens self-tanner lotion. Why? For summer? For summer. I'm going to start going out in public. <laughs> Did you go out in public this weekend? <laughs> I attempted. But you didn't. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I knew you wouldn't. Nope. Turned around. Turned right around. Too crowded. It was crowded? The beach was yeah, crazy, it was right? It was crazy. So is that it? Is that all we get to know? That's it. That's all you get. Sorry. Bonus, bonus crime. (laughs) Is it a crime? Well, it's a crime in the fact that it's like there's kind of a cover up with this whole monocore tiger thing and inbreeding white tigers. I mean, it's a lot of crimes. Yeah, it really is, right? Yeah. And you got to do your Carol Baskin. And I got to do my Carol Baskin. So now I'm going to sign off, all you cats and kittens. <laughs> Holy heck. You know, I told you my, um, is it my cousin-in-law, Sean's cousin, is friends with Carol. Yeah, I know. And she is, defends her. She doesn't, she won't even watch the Tiger King because yeah. she's like, Carol is a really oh, nice I lady. I get that. Yeah, listen, I get that. I think Carol does do some real good work. I just think she's a total fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And crazy. I mean, come on. And and crazy. And she killed her husband 100%. So there's that. But as far as her knowledge about tigers and, you know, like whatever, I mean, it is, it's just, she could do so much more work if she acknowledged that this turpentine sanctuary, which is about 20 times the size of hers, existed without throwing them shade. I mean, it's just like you can't help yourself. You're just such a bitch by nature, Carol. I know, right? Because you're like, you knew who that lady was. Like, How let's, you know, I mean, you know come who... on. That's like, like Pampers saying, you know, I never heard huggies. of loves or huggies. Yeah, like never heard of them. Like, fuck you. <laughs> she's just jealous and i think she is jealous like how do you know of joe exotic but you don't know of turpentine she's such an attention whore that's why it's like if you don't know about another sanctuary it's because you're too busy on your facebook asking for money hi to all you cats and kittens yeah you know talking about yourself you're so narcissistic yep yeah yep Well, that was a good one. I like that. Thanks, Gretchy. Okay, you're welcome. Till next time. Till next time. Well, we're releasing a lot of of content this week, even though it's a short week. And, you know, 
So thank you for doing that over the weekend and not going out. It's really been good for our show. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed um, <laughs> Have a Sue. I went out. But I didn't. Yeah. I didn't congregate with anybody. I think it's fine. I think we all have to find ways to not congregate. I just think it's impossible in Orange County. Yeah, it is. Okay, so thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you. Listening. Thank you so much. Our favorite people. Our favorite people. Okay. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.